0: Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs of ADHD. We speak to successful business owners and industry experts to bring you the best tips and insights to help you launch and scale your business. Stick with us and we'll give you actionable steps that you can take right now that will get results. This podcast is hosted by Dan Gazane, founder of Entrepreneur.com and owner of Hookso Creative. The web agency that helps your business stand out and get results. Now, onto the show with your host, Dan Gezane. Hey there, you're listening to episode two of the Adtrepreneur podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today, I want to talk about niches and why trying to be a jack of all trades will get you nowhere fast. So I've been helping businesses improve their online presence for some time. I've been building websites since picking up a book on HTML as a teenager. And when I first decided to launch a business back in 2013, I was full of expectations. I launched So Digital Media and planned to turn it into my full-time business, running social media campaigns. But I went about it in the wrong way. I spent a lot of time writing and curating content to share on social media, rather than going out to meet people. I worked hard on my website and adding content, I built a social media following and spent every spare minute working on the business. I got noticed I had inquiries coming through and people were asking me to do all sorts of things. But they weren't always asking me to manage their social campaigns, which is what my business did. I was desperate to build the business so I wanted to take any work that came my way. I would bend over backwards to win clients. So what started as a social media marketing company turned into a kind of one stop shop for all things digital. I'd be helping with email issues and IT support, problems with websites, problems with websites that I'd built and people didn't know how to use. We dabbled in graphic design and won some pretty big clients thanks to a good personal network in the NHS. The graphic design work kept coming, but I'm not a graphic designer. What I did was found a couple of freelancers and outsourced the work. But this in itself was a pain to deal with. It took a few attempts to get the level of work I wanted and I had to sift through some pretty awful work to find the right person that I would be happy to have working for my company. I'd talk to the clients, I'd find out what they needed, I'd pass it all over to the graphic designers and I'd spend time dealing with the graphic designers to make any amendments before I'd even show it to the client. I started sourcing uniform. I'd have it ordered, printed and embroidered with a client's details and logos. And then we'd create business cards, flyers, signage and so much more. Having all this work coming through felt great. But I was becoming a facilitator, a middleman. Whilst doing all this, I still worked full time. I had two young sons and I knew I needed to keep going to get where I wanted to be. I was spending all of my free time dealing with the business, commissioning work, dealing with inquiries, writing about social media marketing and trying to stay up to date with the news on some of the biggest social media networks. Twitter worked really well. I had over 20,000 followers at one point and the engagement was great. Facebook wasn't working so well, but I carried on anyway. Twitter brought new work, new connections and helped build relationships with other business owners. I managed to get into a top 10 list of UK social media influencers and this led to me featuring in some newspapers. In my head, I was doing well and I was going places. But every new message, every new call or email about social media marketing seemed to be asking for something different. And I'd always try to accommodate that. The one thing I did love was building websites. I loved it from the first time I learned how to write in code, when I opened up a notepad, and watched everything magically appear how I told it to in a web browser. I'd worked on web projects for some new businesses and businesses that had been around longer than I'd been alive. Some of them had absolutely no idea. All they knew was that they wanted to get online and have a website. Most of them were happy for me to get on with it and they stayed happy when they had results. Others were not interested. I'd build a website I'd tell them how important it was to get blogging and using social media, but they weren't interested. It did take me a while to realise that i would be making a lot of mistakes. I'd become a kind of of jack-of-all-trades, and if I was a jack-of-all-trades, I'd be a master of none. The social media side was fun. I loved writing content and finding really good content to share to my audience. What it took me a while to realise is that I didn't enjoy writing content for just anyone. This is where I struggled. Having helped friends out on their social media and having built up a following for them, I thought that I could do this for anyone and I couldn't. I wasn't a marketer and my biggest mistake was charging way too little. I thought at the time that by being cheaper than some of the big companies that I would take off massively. I had an amazing service for a dirt cheap price so people would surely want that. And I was wrong, massively wrong. I was sure at one point that if I kept going, it would just work out, but I was doing things wrong. I had no prior business knowledge. I had no friends or family doing anything like what I was wanted to be doing. The only business owners I knew were my friends and family that had physical stores, they had service businesses and no knowledge of social media. I was the one they turned to to ask for help. So with no one to turn to, no mentor and no business plan, I'd winged it for a long time, but I knew I had to change. And looking at the number of followers on social media and seeing logos that that we'd worked on pop up everywhere in real life felt really good. But that massive number of followers meant nothing in reality. Most of the followers weren't fans. They might like the content that I've written and shared, but that was it. And I didn't work on those logos. Sure, they'd come through me, but the whole dealing with these freelancers was sometimes a lot more hassle than it was worth. And I kind of felt obligated to get these guys more work. They relied on me. I realised that I'd been doing a lot of things to keep others happy. But it wasn't working. By having my fingers in so many different pies, I was not progressing how I wanted to be. I wasn't putting all of my time and effort into being better at one core thing. I'd done everything I could to keep others happy. To keep customers happy and do everything they asked of me. But... By having no real processes in place, I'd be spending more time dealing with inquiries and trying to win potential clients, sometimes bidding for work, putting proposals together and competing against other agencies. Some of the clients I got were complete technophobes. I was always happy to help. I went to one lady's house and spent half a day just showing her how to use a website and how to get it set up on social media. I'd built her a website and then I lost track of the amount of time that I'd spent helping her out with technical issues with emails or fixing changes that she'd tried to make to her website and taking on so many different unrelated tasks was massively time consuming the constant switching focus was great for my ADHD but I was all over the place, I was losing interest and losing motivation the business was moving in the wrong direction and I knew that I needed to change at one point, I decided to reach out to another local business owner. He ran what was essentially a signage company, designing a fitting signage for storefronts, shop windows, vehicle livery, that kind of thing. And he was getting a lot of work for some massive companies locally. He was well-known, he was pretty successful. So I called him and said, look, this is what I do. Can we meet up? I met John and started talking about my business and where I was at. I knew he was getting a lot of work, and I also knew that he advertised as offering websites. But, his own website wasn't built and hadn't been for a long time, and he he was mainly working on signage and not getting website work, or people were asking and he just didn't do it. So, we talked about joining forces. He was up for that, and to my surprise, he agreed with everything I proposed. He left it for me to, to decide how it would work, and he was happy to go with that. He had a workshop, he had an office, and he worked alone. There was a lot of space and I'd help pay the bills and to bring in some more work. But it became clear that if this was going to happen, he would be in charge, kind of. If I was going to work with his clients under his name, he'd want to say on what I'd charge and how I'd work. And to be fair to John, he'd built those relationships, not me. I decided not to go for it. I hadn't spent all this time building a business to to get myself a boss. And even a partnership probably wouldn't suit me. It was around this time that I stumbled across an online course and a business community. Somehow it appeared at the right time and everything about it stood out. I'd never spent a penny on anything like this. I'd never invested on myself or my business apart from buying some books. But it didn't take long before I parted with thousands of pounds and I joined a community of agency owners. My other half wasn't happy, but these were the people I should have met years earlier. I spoke to people, I asked loads of questions, I knew what I wanted to work towards, I decided to rebrand, I dropped the digital media and I renamed the business to Hawkso Creative. I'd take no graphic design work, no IT support requests and I'd focus on building and managing websites and building my own business. And instead of working with anyone, I'd aim to work with established businesses and entrepreneurs, people who know how important it is to invest in the marketing. I'd stop building brochure websites, I'd only work in projects with clear goals. I'd still point people in the right direction if they wanted to work with me, or if they worked with me previously, but I was building the processes to streamline and scale my own business. Clients and their projects would have to meet certain criteria, and if they weren't a good fit, I'd know before I wasted hours researching their business, their industry, and putting together any proposals. I put these things in place that worked on the business. I got website work, I got some good results from my clients and then I realised that if I was really going to take it up a notch I'd need to focus on a niche. I had friends and others in my group making 10 to 20 grand on website projects. This was the norm. I was still dealing with business owners who struggled to part with a couple of grand. I looked at what other people were doing. They weren't just web agencies, they were... The only ones doing what they did or the only ones with a certain solution and they reaped the rewards. Essentially, they had the same skill set as me, but they were specialists. I knew that if I wanted to grow my business properly, I'd have to do the same. But I'd worked with so many different people in so many different industries. So I kind of struggled to figure out who my niche was or what my niche was and who my ideal customer is. After overthinking for a long time, I decided on a niche, an industry that I'd worked with previously. I'd worked with this type of client before, I'd had good results, and I was involved in the industry outside of business, so I was in good stead. I did this for a few months and I worked on how I'd be the best person to help this ideal client, but in reality I could have picked any niche out of a bag. An industry doesn't have to be your niche, your niche is what you provide, and it's how you help someone. If you've worked with any particular client or you're in a new business, don't get worked up about thinking like a niche. That's what I did, it will come to you. I still build websites. I love building websites and seeing results. I love using those websites to build social media campaigns and use email to get new leads and sales and automation. But my niche is now my ideal client. I've spent years working on the business as well as in it to put the processes in place to make everything as smooth and as easy as possible. So let's say you're an entrepreneur with ADHD and let's say you're as organized as I can be and you take forever to get some things done. To some companies and web designers, you would be a nightmare client. The ones they're constantly chasing for content or information that they can use to finish their project for you. I've built systems that make life so much easier and that do the running around for me. From the initial discovery session to figure out why you need a website, to questionnaires and templates to help you put together everything you need to help me get the project complete. We'll also take calls and emails throughout the process to make sure we're all on track. And I'll do the same for myself. I've got processes and templates in place. They keep me on track and keep me consistent. And that in my mind is my niche. That allows me to work on so many different types of projects for different industries that I don't get bored. But by working with people like me, I know what they struggle with and how I'm taking away the hassle and all the difficult parts of working on a project like this. So niching down or niching, if you're American or Australian, isn't going to make you miss out. If you want to be seen as a specialist rather than a generalist, that's what you need to do. Don't limit yourself to what your business does now, either. This isn't limited to online businesses and big companies. If you're a mechanic, you can still niche down. If you're a gardener, you can niche down. If you're a florist, you can niche down. So, I'll explain. Friends of mine, a husband and wife team of mechanics, they run their own repair centre. And instead of being generalists, they decided to set up a French car specialist. Their deal was Citroëns, Peugeots, Renaults, that doesn't mean they can't fix other cars, because they can, they're mechanics. But what they've done is positioned themselves as the specialists for fixing French cars, and it's paid off massively. Not only are they seen as the experts based on the business name, they spend 99% of their time fixing the same types of cars, with the same components and the same faults. So these guys know these cars inside and out, and they're great at what they do. People travel from all over to come to them, and they've got regular customers another example is my friend james james has been a self-employed gardener since leaving school and when i say gardener he would do everything from laying slabs cutting down trees trimming hedges installing fencing he'd do everything and he always did work well he's a good professional he works hard he does a great job but like most tradesmen work seems to dry up at certain times not just in winter when you got bills to pay, you need an income. And at one point, things got so bad that James decided to pack it all up and took his job somewhere else. Working for someone else paid the bills, but he hated it. And after a few months, he knew that he needed to get back to being his own boss. He'd worked hard for years to build his business name. He had plenty of contacts, so why was he struggling? He started over, but this time, he decided to focus on just one thing. He'd work on trees. And he'd work at height so he did and he's busier than ever he can charge a hefty fee compared to a general gardener and these days he's got a small team working for him and finally we're going to talk about the florist my aunt's a florist she owns a store close to a huge hospital so she's always been in a prime position and she's never struggled with sales but over the last few years with online retailers offering fresh flowers delivered and with flowers seemingly available everywhere sales have taken a hit, which is a familiar story for a lot of retailers. To a lot of people, it doesn't really matter that shop-bought flowers won't last as long as fresh flowers from a florist, or that they won't be arranged as nice. Because most people just buy these flowers because they're more convenient, and that they're cheaper. So, instead of selling up, she keeps going. The number one reason she manages to keep going and keep selling flowers is because she's carved out a niche, whether that was intentional or not. My aunt and uncle have become known for their unique funeral flowers, creating floral displays that are pieces of art. And because of these intricate displays that take hours and hours to build, they don't come cheap. So being known as the expert at what you do allows you to pick and choose what you work on. It makes work come to you instead of you looking for work. And it means you can charge higher prices. People are willing to pay for your expert knowledge. My friend and mentor Mike Killen from Sell Your Service has some amazing free content on finding your niche. I'll share the link to his blog in the show notes and I do recommend checking out Mark's YouTube channel. You'll learn a lot. If you have successfully carved out your niche, let me know. I would love to hear your story and if you're up for it, we can have a chat on the podcast. If you're not sure whether focusing on a niche is right for you, go for it, but don't overthink it. And if you're not ready, just do what you're doing now. It will come to you if you work on it. Thanks again for listening. If you do have any comments, head to the website at adtrepreneur.com. And also, if there's anything you'd like me to talk about, let me know, thanks. Thanks for listening to the Adtrepreneur Podcast, the number one resource for entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs with ADHD. Please be sure to subscribe and if you found this episode useful, please leave a review. If you have any questions or if you wanna speak to other business owners just like you, please join our free facebook community to join just head over to entrepreneur.com forward slash group and finally this episode is brought to you by hookso Creative, the web agency that helps your business stand out and get results if you want to find out how you can get better results from your website or social media efforts head over to the blog at hookso.co.uk where you'll find a number of free resources